Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White. It is always a pleasure to be here and just sending out positive energy to everybody all over the globe and hoping that you are awakened with a feeling of possibility today. So speaking of that, do you know who you really are? And do you know what you're here to do and all the things that are possible and conceivable for you to do? We're going to cover that and so much more today with my special guest, Bruce DeTorres, who's an author as well as a marketing, sales, and performance coach. After having a bachelor's degree of fine arts in both acting as well as directing, And pursuing an acting career in New York City and performing lead roles in comedies, dramas, as well as musicals, Bruce decided to write a book. And this book is about energy, consciousness, as well as the nature of reality. 9-11 happened along the way, and after years of research, Bruce decided to incorporate that and smaller things in his book as well, called God, School, 9-11, and JFK, The Lies That Are Killing Us and the Truth That Sets Us Free, as problems solved by the truth of our nature and the truth of such events. And yes, truth can set us free. Welcome, Bruce. How are you? I'm great, Joe, and I'm really, really great. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully, and I'm glad to have you on the show. And this is a very interesting book. It has a lot in it, but my first question is, like, what what compelled you to write this book and to include all of that in it? I got really excited about the idea that energy is the intention to exist, and maybe that's why it burst into existence 14 billion years ago to become this universe and everything in it. So everything's made of energy. Everything's made of the intention to exist. Every thought we think has the intention to exist. And it will manifest if we keep feeding it our attention, our love, and put you know work behind it. We can create whatever we want. That's what I kind of got in a blinding flash after thinking and thinking and thinking about energy, and I decided to write a book about it, and that's all I was going to write about. And like like you just read, you know, 9-11 happened along the way, and on the side I kind of I started looking into that, and that opened up how the world really works, the truth behind the scenes of, of current events and history and news 
and I researched the heck out of that for years and years and years. And it only was in 2014 I decided to put that into the book I was writing about energy and consciousness, like you say, as problems that are solved by these ideas, the truth of energy, reality, which is the truth of our identity. It's the, it's the truth of existence. It's the, it's the, and that's what sets us free from thinking we are you know, little me and little you alone in a hostile universe competing with forces that who, uh, want to grind us out of existence. No, 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 no. There's only one of us here, and this is a creative and playful realm and uh, that put that together in in the book. Well, I concur about energy. I work with energy, and I see how energy manifests through, like you said, through our thoughts, through what we, what our intentions are, and where we put our attention, our energy, and that's so critical. Because even when we think something, and you've mentioned this in the book too, and it's so true, there have been experiments about that, we can think something into being, into existence. And that's incredibly powerful. So what what does existence mean to you? Uh, it, it means to me uh, to be responsible for everything that I'm thinking and feeling every single moment. And this is the mystical practices and the meditative practices and the yogic practices of being mindful and being present. And uh, join me as we become monks, uh, contemplating reality, contemplating nature, and just being the fool on the hill or the Buddha under the tree who just sits to let happen everything that wants to happen and and marvel and understand how and why things happen. And the, uh, where it leads to, most powerfully, is the idea that we are simply consciousness, that consciousness is, consciousness is eternal and everything comes and goes. And I've already forgotten the specific question you just asked, but that's okay. <laughs> It'll come back to us. So let's talk a little bit about consciousness because... That's a huge arena. And what does it mean? It's Part of it is about awakening and being awakened, but what is that all about? So how do you define consciousness? Well, science for the, lately for 100 years and more and more so considers, is, is describing consciousness as uh, what exists and everything emerges from it as opposed to a Newtonian material idea that comes first and our bodies and brains uh, bring forth consciousness. No, consciousness is not a product of, of a brain. Um, everything we experience is the, the, the creation of consciousness. Consciousness is, um, these are the ideas that, these are my these are the, the hypotheses that I play with because I'm, I, no one can tell you this is what something is and that's what it is and there's no varying from it. So I want to hedge you know, everything I say with these are my beliefs, these are my, these are my favorite thoughts. They're like, they're like toys to me that give me joy and give me power. They work for me. So I, sh I share what I say 
assuming everyone's an adult who will critically think and evaluate for themselves. So there, now I've got permission to say, <laughs> like standing on a mountain with a scepter in my hand, this is thus and that's all it is and you shall believe me too. No. Um, consciousness is uh, the, the eternal thing, uh, I like to imagine, that is enjoying seeing things through my eyes, experiencing uh, it's what I really am. It's the real you. It's the real me. It's the real us. I like to say there's only one of us here. We're pretending to be different people around other different people. We're, we are either an eternal spirit or soul, call it God, call it energy, call it consciousness, or we are individual eternal spirits who have different lifetimes and make soul contracts and come in here to, you know, play the game of being human. I'll, I'll wrap this little answer up by suggesting, hoping that no one's ever actually hurt, that this is some kind of, it's, an anal, it's analogous to a simulation. I don't think it's, it's an actual simulation, but it, it's fun to imagine that it is, that what we are is, eternal we are we are permanently love and joy who are playing this amazing adventure of being a human with all the thrills and shocks and and frightening you know things that we're capable of experiencing from and and when we die i got this from studying those who've had near-death experiences and come back and talk about what they've experienced when they were gone when we die, we, we, we painlessly you know, wake up into the real reality uh, that's indescribable with our vocabulary. This is so much tinier than what that reality is. And we realize, oh, oh okay, that was all a, you know, a self-induced uh, experience that we wanted to experience, being, you know, experiencing things the way that we experience them. Well, it is one experience, as you say, and yet in terms of consciousness, it's not just us. We're this in this human body. We are not the only consciousness beings. Plants are conscious. I mean, there's there's so much that is alive that has that that has some sense of consciousness. So I think sometimes we as humans think that we are the the only ones around that <laughs> that matter or that count. So you talk a lot about reality and what that means and and what the truth is. And so how do we describe that? How do you define that, especially within the context of everything that's going on in this presumed reality called Earth and this particular time frame? Did you, by the way, did you read my whole book or, or tell me how much or all of it that you may have read? I've read a lot of it, but I, but I want to pose these questions for the, for the, our listening audience. Absolutely. I was just curious. Um, you know, it's, this may sound like a cop-out, it's how we want to look at it. You know, um, what what is reality? It's always what a person thinks it is. So it's our perception, and I I agree with that. 
Right. And, you know, and then we compare notes. Yeah, and we, you know. Well, they've done studies. There have been a lot of scientific studies about looking at something or or talking to a plant and and actually giving a plant first positive messages, whatever that means, and and also kind of dissing it and watching how a plant or a flower or something else responds to those different messages. And there is very definitive differences Mm -hmm. among them, which is is fascinating. Which is what you said. Everything is conscious. I absolutely understand that or believe that. And we have, and we affect each other at an energetic vibrational level. And I, you, you sound like you've seen those experiments by the, I think Japanese fellow, I'm going to say, uh, Emimoto or something like that, where he just puts right. different labels on jars of water, and the water that has labels that say love, peace, harmony, microscopically their molecules are very, very symmetric and beautiful, but if it has anger, hatred rage on the jar, just a word written on the jar. Those molecules are very, very gnarly, and and we can feel that. We can feel that with where we let our minds take us. And what's interesting is we can do that to ourselves by what we're feeding ourselves. Indeed. And I don't mean just with, food. <laughs> no, no. Um, you that that alludes to one of my favorite ideas is that we must parent ourselves after our parents no longer can or do and very specifically and simply we can talk to ourselves like a loving mother to mom is to soothe comfort they're there you're going to be all right kids are falling down they scrape their knees they they cry someone took their toy they cry mom's Love, soothe, comfort, they're there, you're not alone. They hug the child, they rock the child, they they restore the child. And to dad ourselves is to inspire and encourage and empower and excite ourselves for the realms of action and confidence and get things done. And we thrive when we integrate the masculine and feminine energies in ourselves and can talk to ourselves like a loving, loving, awesome mother and like a very empowering, exciting father who says, we got a lot of work to do today. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. And off we go. Well, the feminine energy also brings in the creative force, and, and the masculine energy helps to put that into reality. So like you said, the task-oriented, let's do it make it happen which is and it is so very important for all of us to create that masculine feminine balance within ourselves but you know what but 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 still but still in this point it all comes out of and flows from how are we talking to ourselves are we thinking about what we're thinking go ahead no go ahead finish that and i'll get to it Oh, yeah, it's the self-talk, and it's brutal. And that ties into um, current reality or the, or the culture or the mainstream media, and, and, and we're, we're, we're listening to that more and more on the whole these days. 
And it's fear and bullying and manipulation, in my opinion. I agree. Now, often it's not always easy because I've I've had to, I work with people helping them shift their self-talk, and I've had to do it myself from negative messages that that were in my head from whomever, but actually they were coming from me at, at some point to being able to shift that into, like you said, the loving parent, the, the whether it's me, you know the loving male-female parent that, that supports and encourages and, and helps us move forward in, in, in love and connection. It's not always easy for people to do. I was working with someone the other day, and, and, and she, you know, some of her unconscious, subconscious thoughts are very negative to herself. And I said, you know, you have to kind of pay attention to what you're what you're telling yourself because sometimes we don't so how do you deal with that how have you handled that in the past for yourself the same way the musician gets to carnegie hall practice 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 i had to save my life by grappling with the the negativity that I carried, the negativity that I caused, the the competition and the and the and the conflict that I caused in my human relationships. I woke up to that in my mid thirties and set about to save my soul and save my happiness and save my sanity by reading and reading and reading. I, I withdrew from a lot of activities for many 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 months. And I journaled and journaled and journaled, and for decades now I've got the habit of uh, writing and reading and writing in the morning with a cup of coffee. I get up early to have the time to do that, and now it's a joy and a privilege. And after years and years of it, I am I'm a, I'm a very, very different person from how I experience myself. I've got old friends who have told me, Bruce, you, you, you're, you're wrong. You were always... You always seem laid back and, and likable. Great. That, that's not how I experienced me or life from the inside. So it's nice that even that's a little, you know, was exaggerated to myself. But what's nice is that I'm, I'm very consistently much more, you know, happy. But it's a day-to-day thing. No, it's a moment-by-moment thing. And that's, that's the fun of it is to, it's my imagination. I get to think anything I want. And I get to imagine that. This is a show I'm performing for myself. You're part of it. You're having your own show. You are, you are another in the extent that how you're experiencing life, Joanne, and anybody listening. You're definitely another. But to me, you're also a reflection. And we're, we're performing for each other. And, oh, here's how I like to say it. There's only one. There's only one thing that exists call it God, call it love, call it consciousness. And why is it appearing to itself like this? Well, it was infinite potential. That's what energy is. It's infinite potential, the potential to be, experience, anything and everything. But as the only thing, maybe it was lonely, and we are appearing to ourselves just like this, Joanne, for the sake of being able to have a conversation. To be, to be able to but see maybe, a, a, a dog play and a bird fly, you know, I want to see something that's not me, so I have to 
pretend that it's not me. Go ahead, maybe what? I was just going to say, maybe it's just an expansion. Uh, like you said, there's one consciousness. There's So in terms of being that one consciousness and, and the ability to have infinite creativity, why not be able to just create more aspects of that consciousness and just, like you said, see where it goes and make connections mm-hmm. and expand ourselves mm-hmm. in different ways mm-hmm. without thinking that, that we were going to turn against ourselves and do mm-hmm. damage, which in, which we do a lot in, in, in these human forms. But mm-hmm. the, I like to think that way in terms of the, the, the existence of totality in terms of creativity and mm-hmm. that, that combination. So how do yes. you define creativity? Because, you, you know, it's yeah. all that we can create. What does that mean, all that you can create or we can create or you and I are creating together right now? Right, right. The real you and all you create, all we create is everything. We're creating everything in this, you know, hypothesis, developing this theory. We, we, all we, we're creating everything. And, and whatever we want to create, we can create. Um, in, in reality... Uh, it's all us. It's all coming out of us. Um, and 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 uh, there's something about existence in this realm, maybe that uh, it ha- we we had to forget that we chose these lives. We're doing this to ourselves intentionally. People can get the idea that I didn't ask to be born, and thereby absolve themselves of all responsibility for anything that happens to them or what they do to others. You know, um, we can we 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 can get captured by the idea that something's wrong, that that something that happened shouldn't be happening, and this gets into the big good and evil question. And you know, if everything's lovey-dovey, Bruce, why is there s- suffering? Well. We have to kind of hold a dichotomy in mind, it seems. Um, on the airy-fairy uh, perspective, all, this is all a show. This is all a game we're playing. No one's ever actually hurt. Why don't I just, you know, hit you over the head and take what I want from you? Well, um, if, as I hurt you, I am hurting myself. And uh, But back to all that we create... Um, Perhaps it's best to imagine these heroes, Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, who, you know, walked the streets to help people and got, you know, rocks and sticks thrown at them in King's case. And Mother Teresa, who would just sit in the mud and hold a a starving leper to comfort that person. I don't know if she literally held a leper, but I, you know, I read you know, over the years you hear so much about her. I know her colleagues were telling her, "Hey, come come back to the monastery. We've got work to do, or paperwork, whatever." And she was very she she connected with people differently. Um, it's fun to imagine that we that any thought that we think, first of all, we get to enjoy. And to have a benevolent intention to enjoy this moment, there it is. It's to treat this moment, even when we're alone, 
to imagine that the mo- the moment is conscious. The chairs are conscious. The walls are conscious. There's the invisible spirit that I, that that indigenous people and you know folks out in the fields talk about. Go out into nature, and soon you'll you know you'll feel how alive and real she is. And we're not alone. And it is a spirit of love, and it is a spirit of fun. And maybe this is a very rambling answer, Joanne. Help. <laughs> I was letting you just go into it for a while. So in terms of all that, okay, how do we take responsibility for our choices? Again, there's this oneness, and yet in this oneness, in in this one consciousness that's been that's has created all of these other whatevers beings. I believe everything is conscious too and and energy. How do we get to a place of responsibility, especially right now in this human form? Um, I, I guess it's by prioritizing the ideal or the idea of the cons- you know consent, voluntarism and and consent that I have no, I have no right to force you to do anything. You've got no right to force me to do anything. As rational equals adults, we can negotiate. You know, we're neighbors. Where's the fence going to go? Well, let's have a cup of coffee and talk about it. Right? I don't get to say it. You don't get to say it. It's, it's you know, and, and I like to think that when humans are free to, to deal with each other, we, we reach agreement more easily than anything else because we want to get a game started. Kids are a great model for what we would or could or should do naturally when we're allowed to do things naturally. Um, Again, I've lost your question. Isn't it amazing? (laughs) It was about our responsibility. Oh, yes. Um, And and you somewhat answered that so so again like you said that we can't force anybody to do anything but it would be nice that there could be some kind of shared responsibility mm-hmm. in and this is yeah. my mind in terms of cooperation getting things done creating something that makes people happier or 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 more connected whatever that would be a beautiful way to be, in my estimation. Yeah, I, I I love aspiring to taking 100% responsibility in my mind for for what I do and for how I treat people and for also what happens. That in my model of I am the intention to exist, I intentionally have incarnated as this thing that calls itself Bruce and has had Bruce's experiences since the day I was born, that I'm responsible for it. Everything that happens is something that I quote-unquote want, that I intended to, to, to happen. Who? You, Bruce? No, the real me, the infinite, eternal, omnipotent you know, spirit that I, I've always been and always will be. So now that I've taken 100% responsibility, it's even if someone you know, gets mad or causes a fight or whatever, it's to, it's to broaden my perspective to 
to to to not complain about it at all. Uh, a great great book, uh, a course in miracles. You know that Marianne right. Williamson has explicated so wonderfully since the 1970s. Explicated. Look it up, everyone. <laughs> um, it talks about how what what is sin? Well, it's an error. It's a misperception. It's the it's the it's the condemnation. It's the thought that anything is not us. It's the thought of separation, being separated from the whole at all is the error. So if, you know, whatever, you know, whoever's hurting someone today, let's say in the Middle East, some people are hurting some other people over there. How can I feel, how do I feel responsible for that? I'm trying to. I'm trying to feel responsible for everything that's happening and also for what am I contributing to it? You know, so uh, there's a, I get now, it's very personal. I get a lot of power and joy out of imagining that my good intention that I have for people who are killing each other on the other side of the world helps. Well, they have energetically, vibrationally. Yeah. There actually have been instances whereby groups of people have gone to places and not necessarily in the Middle East places where there's been trouble or or mm-hmm. conflict whatever and, and and joined together with a lot of people both energetically and vibrationally and, and in thought mm-hmm. and in con and whatever and brought mm-hmm. forth some a very different outcome, a more loving outcome. So in terms of yeah, our yeah. responsibility, they focus as on you us, say, they focus on, yes. Right. In terms of our responsibility, as you say, how we are put, how we are seeing and what we're projecting to that, are we getting more angry? Are we getting, you know, or, or are we, like you, what you're saying, being able to, to see things in a more peaceful, more loving, more humane light, whatever that means, and, and being able mm-hmm. to shift that through your thoughts, your energy, your vibration, your consciousness. And I think that that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And as we, as we read poetry or read uh, about Jesus and other uh, figures who talked about spiritual things throughout all cultures and as far back as we've got writing they're trying they're they're describing this in one way or another i can articulate it because i've been a reader my whole life about these kind of things and many many other things so it's it's kind of integrated in me and it's also i kind of have a feel for it i'm kind of i can ice skate on these ideas and kind of keep my balance and and uh, deal with my uh, habitual reactions that 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 come up that were formed in childhood. We all have those, you know, our, our fears and social triggers about how we, you know, when how, when we were kids, is very very materialistic. It's very egocentric. It's very competitive, and it's emotional and it's savage and, and all these lovely wonderful things. Which is why we have to aspire to become adults who can parent ourselves and then be able to parent others and 
and uh, and that's what friends are for is also to help us you know get back on course with kind of some sanity and responsibility and power and command and control over ourselves when the, when things go sideways and the stuff hits the fan um, but the, it all comes back to kind of for me where I kind of started with this idea that the real me is this infinite eternal spirit of love and consciousness that does nothing but create and and um what what am i intentionally creating what am i experiencing right now and what's my intent what do i want you to feel and that's the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you is the idea it's a new identity that hey, if i am you and you are me then of course i want to be calm and peaceful and happy etc because that's that can be my gift to you and i will you'll feel better around me and i and um that just lead that is the definition of success is to enjoy this lifetime however long it lasts nobody knows nobody knows if today's our last day or tomorrow's our last day you know are you enjoying it and are you and do you, do you get that as you want others to enjoy it you'll enjoy it more that if we try to angle and weasel and sneak and steal and hurt and harm others we're going to feel that we're going to we're going to have that same relationship to ourselves we're not we're going to be devious we're not going to trust ourselves we're going to angle and and then we tie ourselves up on our own knots and this is just i think just part of being human and there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong that we can tie ourselves into knots because i challenge myself to imagine that uh everything about being human everything that comes with the package was intentional and i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out and i and i guess choose a north star which is you know love and compassion um not because i'm so smart it's just because i tried everything else (laughs) and really committed to practicing 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 this and then recognizing oh my gosh all these classic authors and heroes we've revered for centuries a lot of them this is what they're trying to describe and you know we all just we're all just trying to describe the exact same thing which is reality this is reality love is reality of course in miracles i believe love is now i want to tell you something yeah. very interesting and that is in my my tea bag that has a little message from to the yogi message it says recognize it seems to fit in with what we're talking about and and i honest this is what i'm reading from this little tea bag thing recognize that you are the truth <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing yeah. so bruce tell people how they can get a hold of you your book and connect with you, your book, God School, 9-11 and JFK, The Lies That Are mm-hmm. Killing Us, and Bruce, That Sets Us Free. Thank you. My website, brucedetaurus.com, brucedetaurus.com, has a long page of testimonials of people who've read the book and and the, the great things they, they think about it and what they say about it. And I hope people will just go read those and see if they feel like buying it. Um, these ideas about love and our power and all as well is the floor of the book. And then on top of that, I rip the skin off organized religion and school as an institution 
and 9-11 and the Kennedy assassination and much that the CIA has done and, tr and try to pull the curtain back on many, 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 many lies that bind us in fear and are used to divide and conquer us, make us feel we've got enemies and make us feel that we have to spend unspendable riches on weapons to attack, kill, slaughter, dominate, and control the resources of innocent people. And as also a review of American history, and this is the good news, because the ideals of our founding, all people are created equal, can still set us free, but those are still revolutionary ideas and inspire us to walk into the responsibility for self-government, which is governing ourselves, which is governing our minds and intentionally experiencing creating what we want to experience and create intentionally. Right, and our actions, which goes with those intentions as well. Beautiful, and I think people need to take a look at, like you said, your website and your book and find out more about all the lies and also find out how to set themselves free, which is as we set ourselves free, we also set all of us free. So thank you so much, Bruce. I appreciate you. May I add to contact me, uh, one could also yeah. email me, Bruce, Bruce at com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Bruce. Have a beautiful day, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So think about everything that Bruce the Torah said and and about your own consciousness and what that means and who you are and what you're here to do and how we can kind of come together into that one consciousness to really create something here on earth that that is beautiful for however long we're here on earth and for however long earth is here anyway if you want to get a hold of me i'll give you the short version go to doc d o c w h i t e dot org and remember you have power over your thoughts over your actions and as Bruce said, even if you don't like that or it hasn't started out that way, practicing to change that, practice, 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 as he said, is really a way to begin to change that and change yourself. So thank you so much for joining us. And have a beautiful, powerful, without harming anyone, day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.